Hi, friends. Welcome to a special bonus episode of That Sounds Fun. Happy Sunday. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. Let me tell you a little bit about what we've got in store for you today. You guys know, you've heard me talk about it before, that I read through the Gospels each month during 2020. I've been doing some different things in my Bible reading, and I was just feeling really drawn to spend some time like that with Jesus, to read and reread the stories of his life and ministry and just be with him. Well, As I started to share about the experience and how it was shaping me and what I was learning, y'all started to have questions. So we compiled those, and I sat down to talk through this practice. Now, I'm no expert. I'm simply sharing what has worked for me. We posted it on YouTube, but thought you might enjoy an audio option as well. And if jumping into the Gospels in 2021 sounds like a thing you'd like to do, we created a digital download that can serve as a guide. It is not too late to start. It's over at shopanniefdowns.com on the books page, and it is so beautiful, y'all. Our amazing designer, Kate, really did some of her best work on it. It includes some questions to consider when you read and a bookmark and all kinds of fun stuff and all the designs, you guys, all the designs, like they connect to each other. It's beautiful. Anyway, here are my responses to some of the questions that you have about reading the Gospels in a month. Hi, friends. Annie F. Downs here, and we are talking today about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that are found at the beginning of the New Testament in the Bible. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have been in my own like Bible reading time every day, Ish, I have been reading the Gospels every month, the whole way through. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's three chapters a day, every day of the month. And I just, at the end of last year, when I was kind of planning what I wanted my reading to be this year, that was the thing that came to my mind, is I thought, I want to get to know Jesus better, and those are the four books that are the most about Him. I want to hear those stories over and over again, and I wonder what it would be like if I studied the same scripture, read the same scriptures every month for the whole year. So that is how we got here. Now, halfway-ish through the year, a little bit before that, I shared on Instagram, this is what I was doing, and a bunch of y'all jumped in and wanted to do it with me, which is so fun. It's so much more fun knowing that a lot of our friends are reading the same thing every day. And with that being said, there started being, as I would share about it, there started being questions about specific parts of the study and how to do it. And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week, I don't know, recently, uh, we said, hey, listen, if you have a question about reading the Gospels, let's go ask it. And Annie will try to answer them as we get ready to start a new month of reading. Now, let me just be clear. I'm not a theologian. I'm a Christian who reads the Bible and loves the Bible and loves God and And so I don't have all the answers. We had over 100 questions come in, but they all fit pretty well into a couple of different categories. And so we're going to try to answer all your questions uh, categorically about what it is like to read the Gospels for a month and the importance of reading the Bible. That was really one of my very favorite questions is, is it important to read your Bible every day? I have all the questions here on my computer. Is it important to read the Bible every day? Or as long as you read it at some point during the week and spend time with God other ways throughout the week. So 
There's a couple of answers here. Number one, uh, scripture says in here that it is living and active and that it is sharper than any double-edged sword. And so what that means is that the Bible is helpful and strong and new to you every single day that you read. So let's compare it with like vegetables. If you're working on your spiritual health, let's talk about it like you're working on your physical health, okay? And so if we are working on our physical health and you said, Annie, is it okay if I eat vegetables once a week? Or would it be better if I ate them every day? Well, I mean, it's great for you to eat your vegetables once a week. If it's once a week or none a week, yeah, for sure. But the healthiest you're going to be is if you're eating vegetables every day. And so to me, the healthiest answer is for your spiritual life is, yeah, can you get scripture in your life every day? Can you figure out a way to read the Bible every day? That's why this gospel plan worked for me, because it's just three chapters and it's every day. So yes, if all you are doing is once a week, that's better than none a week. My hope for you is it would become kind of a habit. I mean, you brush your teeth every day, I hope. (laughs) You eat every day. You uh, exercise to keep your physical body healthy. I mean, there's a lot of things you're used to doing every day in order to be the kind of person you want to be. I think adding reading some scripture every day to your life, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, will also help you increase your spiritual health. The first set of questions we got were kind of about the logistics. How do I take part? Uh, How does it work? Um, What are the details? Where did the plan come from? Where can you find the plan? Where do you start as a beginner? Okay, so logistically, it's super easy. You can look in my socials. In fact, there's a Insta story highlight on Instagram called Gospel Reading, but also you can look below in this video and we'll link to it. But there is, it is three chapters a day of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for 30 days. If you read three chapters a day for 30 days, you get through the whole Gospels in a month, and then you can do it again the next month if you want to. I also just shared on my Instagram this month's plan, so you can go and grab it. We just had our amazing designer, Kate, take this. I just Googled it when I wanted to read this way. I Googled it in January and said, reading the Gospels in a month. And I found a plan that had three chapters a day, and Kate has designed that for us so that it looks beautiful and looks really cool. So you can find that. So it's real easy to get involved. There's no sign-up or anything. I'm just sharing with you a resource that has been really helpful for me. Another great question logistically is how long does it take per day to read? So for me, it takes about 20 minutes a day to read these three chapters of the Gospels. And... Yeah, a bunch of you asked, how long does it take? Is there a printable or downloadable schedule for the year? No, we're just doing it per month right now. Uh, But at the end of the year, we're hoping to offer you a thing you can download for 2021 if you want to do it for the whole year. Then we'll have January through December. So, um, oh, this is a great question. Is it weird to finish one book and start the next in the same day? Because you'll notice in the plan that like you finish in one day, you finish the book of Matthew and start the book of Mark. I actually, when I found this plan, I just, from the internet, wrote it down in the back of my Bible. You've probably seen me maybe post it on Instagram before. It says 1-20, 2-20, when I read it in January, when I read it in February, when I read it in March. And, um, and so you'll notice that every time a book finishes, like day 10, uh, so the 10th of every month, you read Matthew 28 and Mark 1 and 2. And so for me, that hasn't been weird. I mean, I do take a pause when a book ends and I think about it before I start the next book, but it hasn't been weird for me to read. 
So let's talk a little bit. The next section of questions that y'all sent in were all about like the study practice, about like what are some other things you're doing and what does that time look like in the morning? And are you reading other books along with it? Are you How are you studying it? Do you read and you journal? Okay, so let me answer for you all the study questions. For me, now listen, you can do whatever you want. You can get a study Bible. In fact, my... Um, this Bible that I use is a Quest study Bible that's in NIV. And out on the edges, it has some questions that they have answered for you. So you can get a study Bible to go along with. You can have a concordance to go along with you. You can have multiple versions sitting with you when you read. For me, this was a practice in simplicity as well as it was a practice in consistency. And so all I do every day is I read the three chapters and I journal anything that sticks out. Uh, Is there a verse in this particular version that I'm reading that I hadn't noticed before? Is there a story that's jumping out at me for some reason today? See, the cool thing about when you study scripture, when you just read the Bible, is you're bringing your experience, you're bringing whatever's going on in your life to a holy text that is with you and different than anything else you read and a living and active God. And so I'll tell y'all, every time I sit down, those three things all collide and it's a different experience than any other day. And so here's what mine looks like. For all of you guys with with the practice questions, do I read in journal? How do you pray as you go? I make my hot tea in the mornings. I like to read in the mornings. I think it matters to start my day that way. It doesn't mean I do it every day. In fact, I'm pretty behind this month right now, but I'll be catching up today and tomorrow. To me, it's an important part of my morning. So I make my tea. I go sit in my chair. I look and see what three chapters I'm supposed to read. I read those. If I'm behind, I read six or however many, like six chapters instead of three. And then any verse that stands out, I'll just copy it into my journal and then write any prayer around that. Oh, and I should tell you, before I start, I try to be really intentional and say, okay, God, he knows I'm there, right? Like, it's not like I'm like, knock, knock, I'm here. I mean, he knows I'm sitting down to study, but I sit down and I say, okay, God, I am here to learn. I'm here to listen. I'm available. And then I read. I read, I journal, I pray whatever's important to me that day, anything that stands out. I remember a couple of days ago when I was reading, this month when I was reading in Mark, this story stood out to me that I know I've read every month this year, but for some reason, because that's how the Holy Spirit works and that's how your life meeting scripture works, it stood out to me this story about a a farmer who plants and everything starts growing and it says, but he does not know how. And I was like, oh, that's it. All these things in my life that I'm trying to force to grow that's not how it works. That's not how it works. We are supposed to plant and we are supposed to harvest and God does everything in the middle. And so it kind of sent me down this path of praying like that. So that's the study that I do. I don't do an intensive deep dive into anything. Again, it was about simplicity and consistency for me in 2020. We couldn't have known what this year was going to look like, but that's what I needed for my Bible study was simplicity and consistency. That's what my mornings look like. Now, the thing I do always have with me is I have my iPad. I don't use my phone because I get so easily distracted. I know. I get so easily distracted by Instagram, but I have an app on my phone, but also on my iPad that's called Blue Letter Bible. And Blue Letter Bible helps you study scripture 
like in the original language. So for example, that verse I talked about, if I look up the word grow in blue letter Bible, I'll go to that Mark, I think it's three. I don't totally remember. Mark, I'll look at that verse. I'll click on that word and it'll tell me the original language. It'll tell me all these different places it's been used in the Bible. And so that's usually the deep dive I do. If I'm doing anything more, that is what I'm doing. So let me scan the study practices and make sure there's nothing else. I feel like that's answering y'all's collection of questions about how, what else I'm doing along with it. There we go. Okay, so our next set of questions were all about translations and versions and how to read it. As I told you, my like daily Bible is a Quest study Bible. It's an NIV 84 actually. But as many of you know, I have tried to switch versions a lot during this um, during this year and during the study because I wanted to read it in different versions. We're so lucky. We're so lucky to have the internet and have the Bible in different versions and to have it translated for us in English in multiple ways. I It is not lost on me that there are people on the planet today who don't have the Bible in their language. There are people on the planet today who have one Bible in their home for the whole family where it's illegal to have a Bible. I am I am spoiled and I am grateful. But we have apps like YouVersion where you can read it in a bunch of different versions. So what I've done this year, I've actually ended up doing the Quest Study Bible of the one, two, three, four, of the eight months I've already read. I've done the Quest three times. I've also done the She Reads Truth Bible once. I did Dr. Tony Evans' CSB Study Bible. You guys, it's unbelievable. It's so good. I have done the Message and I've done the ESV version. Now, I like the Message it is wordier than the others. It's very good, but it takes a little bit longer for me. And so after I did it last month, I was like, that's it for the message for this year. So, but I don't think there's good or bad translations. I think it's whatever. There may be one that your church uses. There may be one that you're drawn to the most, um, especially if you're just jumping in with us this month, read the version that you have in front. Of, and I don't think there's anything wrong with reading the same version over and over again during the year. I just thought it was interesting that I had a couple of different ones on my shelf and I could rotate through them. So, you know, the one that's been my favorite has actually been my Bible. I have really, I mean, doubled down on the concept of God's story, meaning my story, because so often here I have notes of places that God and I have had, I've learned something or a date that a verse stood out to me or Something I, I've had this Bible since high school. And so something that I learned back then that I'm refreshing and running into again. So it has been a, um, a treat, honestly, to be in this version of the Bible as much as I've gotten to be in it this year. Now, the next section, uh, Ashley, who works with us, helped me with this list of questions and kind of split them up for me. And it says attention span issues. I get it. I get it. I have wanted to quit multiple times, particularly in the last two months where I'm like, I've read this. In fact, my favorite one, there were a lot of these questions like, how do you stay attentive? How do you not skim? Have you found that it's gotten repetitive? Yes, it's repetitive. <laughs> yes. Um, how do I not get bored or frustrated reading the same things over and over? But this is the sentence that you're going to love. Riley, this is Riley's question. I love Jesus and all, but don't you kind of get sick of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew going into it that I was going to read the same thing 12 times. I knew I was going to be doing the same reading. But what I have found, again, simplicity and consistency, what I have found in my life is where persistence and where perseverance starts growing is right where I want to give up. So every time I've wanted to give up, I've, because not because I can't stop reading it, but because 
I committed to a year of this. If you've committed to a month of this, great. Then when you're done, then all you have to do is say to yourself, I've just got to get through this month. I just have to get through this month. And if you're, if you're new joining us, do that. Just do this month and see what happens. But my commitment was for this year. So of course I've wanted to skip to other things or not read or not finish a month. But I, but, but what is true is, is it's almost like a science experiment. I don't know what happens on the other side of this, but I know that if I quit, I'll never know. And so I just don't want to quit, even though I want to quit. Do you know what I mean? But I know I want to be consistent. I know I made a commitment to myself last December that I want to read the Gospels this year over and over again. So I, I just want to be true to myself. I want to keep that promise to myself. And so consistency really pays off. So for all of you to have like, are you worried about getting bored? Are you worried about staying focused and not glazing over what you read. That's that switching translations has helped a lot with that. I haven't done the same translation two months in a row yet. And so that has sort of helped, but part of it is, is just a decision I wanted to make to stay consistent and stay true to this thing. So that is how I deal with my attention span issues. I don't read every day. There've been times where I've gotten five days behind or eight days behind And then I just have to double up or spend time on my Saturday or Sunday reading my Bible instead of reading the other books that I would read. Uh, So that has been a challenge. It's been a challenge for me. But I also really want to keep this commitment because I want to see what it's about. I want to see what happens when I read the same story 12 times in a year. So that is how I deal with my attention span. Someone said, where do you get the time to read three chapters And what is the benefit from reading all four Gospels every month? I don't totally know yet. I know that I know these four books better than I ever thought I'd know them. And it's 20 minutes. And so it it doesn't take super long. I have time to do it in the morning. Maybe you have time to do it at lunch. Maybe you have time to do it uh, right before you go to bed. But it's just 20 minutes you have to find. And so mine happens in the morning. Okay, so the next section of questions y'all asked is all about how do you stay consistent? It's all consistency questions. Um, What do you do when you've fallen behind? What happens if it feels overwhelming because you're so far behind? How do you handle getting behind? What if you miss a day? Do you try to, do you skip it or try to keep up? So for me, the thing I say in my head is by the end of the month, I have to get to the end of the book of John. So if that means I need to double up some days, for example, someone asked about what do you do in February? Well, in February, I read some extra leading up to the end of the month because I knew we didn't have 30 days in February. And some months you have 31 days and the plan is only 30 days. So you already have an extra one to work with. But for me, if you get behind, you just use some of your other time, maybe TV watching time or other reading time or scrolling time for me, it's scrolling time, um, that I will exchange and just do a little extra reading. Almost every month I get behind, almost every weekend, I spend extra time reading as just how my life goes. And so, but my goal is to read through every, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, read through every gospel every month. And so far I've done that, but I have had a lot of catching up to do. So uh, digging deeper. Again, these are questions like, is there a concordance that you have to go along with it? Do Is there a Bible study to go along with it? Do I read other books of the Bible? Is this when I prep for my speaking events as well? How do I read the Gospels and prep for other events? 
Um, so again, I use Blue Letter Bible is the only other thing that goes along with this. Simplicity and consistency. Simplicity and consistency has felt like the invitation to me from God. Your invitation may be different, but my invitation was, will you be consistent for a whole year? And so there isn't much other involved, but y'all know I do, tra- I, well, we know I travels right now, but I travel and speak at conferences, events, and churches. And so a lot of that is online right now. And so when I'm prepping for those things, I have different time in my schedule for that. That is not what my morning devotional time is. And right now I'm not really reading anything else this, so far this year. If I have extra time in the morning, if I'm done reading and journaling and praying, then there's an app I like to listen to called Pray As You Go. And so I'll listen to a Pray As You Go devotional and, and read along with whatever they have. But pretty much I'm just staying in the gospels purely out of like, that takes up almost all my morning time. So, okay, so that's the digging deeper section. Digging deeper for me, Blue Letter Bible and consistency and simplicity have been the two calls for me. What have you learned is the next section of questions. Is there a big lesson every month? Do you feel like you know the personalities of the four gospel writers better? Have you noticed new things every month? Um, What have you learned about Jesus you didn't know before this? Well, I'll tell you, one of the things I've done is every month I write down which version I'm reading and one thing I've learned about Jesus. Because that was one of the goals is like, at the end of this, at the end of every month, I want to know something about my friend Jesus that I didn't already know. And so, for example, I remember in April, y'all remember April, I remember April, and the thing that stood out to me is at one point, these people in a town say to Jesus, say about Jesus, Jesus does everything well. And I was like, Jesus does everything well. And then those were the glasses I had on reading the rest of the Gospels, and I was like, Jesus does do everything well. Jesus says, and so I wrote down, Jesus says everything well. So yeah, I mean, I've had this opportunity and this, um, yeah, just this chance every month to see something new about Jesus. And I think that's what makes it fun. And yeah, I, all four gospels are so similar and so different. And that's been really interesting. Uh, pastors and theologians and, and people much smarter than I can tell you lots of reasons why they're different. I can just tell you that I've read each of their books eight times so far this year, and they're all really different. And I learned something new every single day. Every single day I learned something new. If you don't believe me, try it two months in a row. Try it for two months and see if you don't see something. Even though you read something on the second and you read it again on the second, you're gonna see something totally different. It is, it's fascinating. So what have I learned? I'm still learning. There's so much to learn. I have learned, one of the big things I've learned is that there's power and consistency and simplicity. There's power in it. And I am, I feel like I'm stronger in my spiritual life than I've ever been because of the consistency of so far in 2020. And I hope and plan to finish uh, doing it as I've done so far. Okay, the next section. Oh, the next section. You guys got serious with some of these hard questions. Now, again, I don't have all the answers, but I will kind of go through some of these and for example, one of our friends is kind of like, Jesus's tone seems sarcastic and arrogant, and it doesn't feel loving or kind. For starters, I get that. There are times where I read things that I don't understand and I don't know why, but I also think we have to pay attention to the glasses we have as we're reading. And when things come up like that, when I go, well, that seems like a really rude thing for Jesus to say, 
or I don't like how he handled that, or that doesn't seem kind. My next move is, okay, Holy Spirit, teach me about this. Am I right? Is this unkind? Well, the scripture says that God is kind and that he's all loving and that, and that we can trust that Jesus loves us like a shepherd loves a sheep. And, and so how do we do this? I mean, it is a wrestle when questions come up, when you are reading the gospels and questions come up, great, great. It means you are not just swallowing everything you're being fed, which I think is really smart to be thoughtful, bring your brain to your Bible study and wrestle with the questions that come up. If you don't get an answer when you're sitting and studying and asking the Holy Spirit to teach you, if you don't get an answer, go to pastors, go to a mentor, go to your family, go to a trusted friend, take your questions somewhere else. Don't give up on the questions that come up because you think you're not supposed to ask them or because you just want to be faithful and not push it. No, let your brain be a part of your Bible study. Dig up that stuff. That's the treasures, right? Those are the treasures. You're going to read a story about a guy who finds a treasure in a field and he covers it back up and he goes and sells everything he has so he can buy the whole field. Why does he buy the whole field? Because he thinks if there's one treasure there, my guess is If there's one treasure there, there's other treasures there too. And that is true when you're reading the Gospels. If you have a day where you dig up something that changes your life, you better go sell everything you have and come back because there's going to be something again tomorrow. And so so I get where you're coming from, the lens and the questions that are coming up. In fact, another friend of ours who's a seven was like, I just didn't realize how much conflict was in the Gospel. Another friend says, How do I read the Holy Week four times? It's brutal. I don't want to read that. It makes me feel so sad. There's so much suffering. Everything you're feeling when you're reading scripture, keep going with it. Keep trusting that you're learning something, that you're growing, that the questions that are coming up for you are not the questions that are coming up for me because they're on that particular day because God has something for you in that question. That's the thing about reading the same scripture over and over again is God is going to bring up new stuff every time. Some of the parables are confusing. What are your tips? What are your help? What, how do I figure out the parables? Well, a lot of times, honestly, if there's something I don't understand, I'll Google it. I'll go to trusted websites. I'll go to places like She Reads Truth or He Reads Truth. I'll go to If Gathering has great information, um, Gospel Coalition, some of my favorite pastors, John Tyson, Tim Keller, Alex Seeley, Chris Kane, Priscilla Shire, T.D. Jakes. I mean, there's there's a ton of pastors that I love and trust, and I will Google and see if they've taught on a parable that I want to understand. Kevin Queen, Pastor Kevin at Crosspoint has taught on a bunch of stuff. So Google the parable and a pastor that you trust or love and love and see what they've taught on it. So don't let it stop you if you're confused. Let it be what keeps you going, okay? Okay, those are some good content questions. Recommendations, y'all had some great ideas about like, we should put this plan on you version and we should get Bible Gateway to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm great with all of that. This isn't my plan. This isn't, I mean, I'm just sharing with you how I am deciding to read in 2020. One of our friends said, are you going to do this again in 2021? I don't know yet. I got to finish 2020 first. I don't know if I'll do it again. I think if you want to do it next year, you totally should. And we'll make the resource available to you in November, December to be able to read the whole year next year. But uh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm still thinking through. We got a lot of year left before I decide what I'm going to do for next year. Okay, someone asked, what if I want to do it in two months instead of one month? Great. 
then instead of reading three chapters, maybe read two and you'll be done in a little less than two months. I think that's great. I think those are kind of all the questions. I know we didn't hit all the exact ones, but those are all the themes of the hundred plus questions that you guys asked about what it is like to read the gospels in a month. And let me just, as we finish, let me just say one more thing to you. The idea you want to do this with me is so fun to me. And I think it says so much about you and says so much about us as a group of friends and that no one, there was not one question about, uh, about what each other believes that we're doing this together or where people are in their spiritual journey. It is so cool that people just went like, Hey, can I want to jump in too? Yeah, you can. I do not care where you are in your spiritual journey, whether this is all brand new to you and you're figuring out or whether you've been a believer for decades. If you will interact with scripture every day this month, you'll be different. I'll be different. I'm different than I was in January. I'm stronger than I was in January because I've been in the gospels every day-ish. I've been in the gospels every month. That's for sure, Tree, right? I've been in the gospels every month. So I hope that helps you. My main goal is I hope... I hope by answering your questions, it gets you excited about doing that with us this month. Reading the Gospels with us, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I think you're going to enjoy it. So I hope that helps. I hope that answers your questions. Again, head to my Instagram if you would like some more um, the resources, like the things you can screenshot. You can either copy the plan into your Bible like I did. You can screenshot our plan for this month. If you would like to, you can print it out. All of that will be available to you. If you sign up for our AFD Week in Review email every Friday, we send you a simple email with a little video at the top from me and then links that might be important to you this week, a sermon and, and some Sabbath tips and all that stuff. But we'll include the uh, gospel reading plan again this week if you want to print that out. So I think that is it. We did it, you guys. Yay. All the questions about reading the gospels. This is so fun. Thanks for joining me. Hey, if you have any more questions in the comments, just leave them and we'll do our best to answer them. Again, I don't know everything, but I do know that simplicity and consistency when it comes to reading the Gospels this year has changed my life. And we're only two thirds of the way through it. So I'm excited to see what God has for all of us the rest of this year. Well, friends, I hope that was helpful. I've truly seen things change in me and my life as I've walked with Jesus in a new way over the past year. And if you want to hear more about that, you can go listen to day 12 of our 12 Days of Christmas from December. I hope that whatever plan you decide to follow this year, it doesn't have to be this one. There are so many good resources out there. I just hope that you'll make a plan to spend daily time with God and in His Word this year. It really matters. Remember that there's a highlight in my Insta story about reading the Gospels, and you can grab that digital download from shopanniefdowns.com anytime you'd like. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me, that's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. So what do you think about a Sunday show, you guys? What do you think about little Q&As every now and then? What do you think about a different thing one day a week? Let me know. We're we're figuring it out, too. We think this is really fun and wanted to see what you thought as well. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow for our regular That Sounds Fun show with my good friend, Rachel Cruz. We'll see you all tomorrow. Oh,